Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to season or series 10 of One Life Left. My name is Steve Curry. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And for the next hour and indeed 24 episodes, we're going to be bringing you the best in video game news, features, music, reviews and other nonsense we've made up on the spot. Why were we told not to put those headphones on? I don't know, but also my chair is trying to eject me. Wow. This is... Um, have you been, Steve, since the end of Series 9? Been good. Was that two weeks ago? Is that what we're, we're classing we it We kind of snuck in uh, a closer uh, just before we... To warm up for, for this excellent series. I've been good. Um, I've been... What have I been doing? Have I, was that before Nordic or after Nordic? This uh, That was before Nordic. You've before been Nordic. to Nordic since. Nordic. Went to Nordic game. We didn't go to Nordic game for the first time in several years, didn't. which is a shame. We'll shame. be back next year. Uh, I did a talk at Nordic. That was great fun and a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant video game conference, as always. Simon, what have you been up to? Well, uh, I have been... Um, I've been trying to write a video game. Really? Still? Yes. Still. It's still, it's getting me down. <laughs> it's so close. It's so close to being done. Uh, but yeah, just... I just that last 10%. Oh, it's awful, it's Steve. Awful. Do you think it's going to take the entire 10th season? No, it'll be released during it? this season. Will it? Will be that. And we then... we have you on as a guest? Exactly, exactly. I'll be the guest and then we'll... we'll Would we'll you tell us what it. colour it is? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be exciting, won't it? But um, yeah, we should use me as a stopgap. We've got... So uh, last week... Sorry, last episode we had Chris Thomas on. He's just released Crobble. Oh, Yeah. Uh, doing very well, he tells me, on iOS, thanks to us. Really? Presumably. I mean, new, he didn't mention that bit. New but Mike Bithell, I've yeah. heard. Next week, we've got we've got literally the new Mike Bithell. Uh, Sam Smith's coming on. He's age 12. What? Um, and he published uh, Space ourselves. Pants. Yep. Oh, my um, I played Space Pants. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's difficult. And he's 12 and he's finished again. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you're going to be asking for some tips. A little bit, yeah. But um, this week we've got uh, the two new Mike Bithels. Um, <laughs> as promised last week, we had a sneak peek. When you invite yourself back on, actually. <laughs> hello, hello, George. Hello. Hello, Keith. Hello. So um, ordinarily, Keith, you're from The Guardian. And George, ordinarily, you're from Mi- Microsoft. Is that right? Loads of places. Okay, but, I'm doing many But today, things. you're here on whose business? I'm here on Radio's business. Right. What's right? So, like last but, year... Don't go into too much detail, because Anne's going to do a, a, a oh, news in a minute, but this oh, is just okay, a... okay, okay. So like, in maybe like 10, 15 words. 10, yeah. Well, it's I've, a wonderful I've had it already now, though. <laughs> I'm, I was ready to go. No, Keith's, Keith, do it again. It's a wonderful new video game festival. 
Good. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. But first, <laughs> should we start the show as we used to start the show? And we apparently, we're unsure these days. Are we? Let's see how you get on and with mm. your news. It's 7.04 on Monday the 2nd of June. I'm Anne Scansbury and this is the news. Congratulations to Watch Dogs. The open-world hacking-based adventure has had the biggest launch week of any new game IP in the UK and is Ubisoft's biggest game launch ever in the UK. Unfortunately, this great news meant that there were so many players trying to connect to Uplay that it fell over and left many unable to get onto the game. We bet Ubi was hoping a vigilante hacker was around to break into its infrastructure and sort the problem out as an act of revenge. That is the first positive watch story, watchdog story I've heard this week. Although it contained elements of neg- negative, negativity, well, didn't it? Well, it? Se- it seemed to me that some clever PR somewhere has subverted those elements of negativity, turned them into a positive. If only there was some kind of media outlet that would fall for that nonsense. <laughs> but but you play never works, does it? Never works. It never works. <laughs> it it just doesn't work. Has it ever worked? No. For you. Oh, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had a run in with the Uplay support people over Splinter Cell. I think I mentioned it last time. But yeah, like, it's just ridiculous. They, they hype it up and then they go, oh, blimey, like, lots of people want to play. So oh, it's quite you, an aggressive name the way you say it, Simon. Uplay. No, oh, you play. Or you I will play. play. I can't oh, yeah, play. Exactly. This, this is, though, let's face it, quite common, isn't it? With, with, with video games nowadays. Not just with Uplay. It is, with Uplay. All right. <laughs> I think, are we heading into the area of slander now? I don't know. I don't think so, anyway, no. Okay. So, um, you slander. <laughs> so, the, I mean, this has happened quite a lot. We obviously saw it with Grand Theft Auto Online as well. That that fell down as soon as it launched. And they, they turned a negative into a positive, didn't they, by giving us all money? Yes, they did do that. Wasn't the difference with Grand Theft Auto that in GTA you could only not play the multiplayer component, and here you just couldn't, couldn't play yes. the game? I mean, it's happening with, it happened with Sim, the Sims. Does it make it all right, though, does I'm it? I'm not saying. Right. Just, you it sounds like it is. Yeah. What? No, but that makes it even Can't Worse. Why don't people learn? You're right, George. You're becoming my <laughs> exactly. favourite now. <laughs> Why do people not learn? Yeah, no, it, it, it is. It is completely odd. Why do you have to log on through a thing to, to play Again, a Again, this is the thing. It's because they question. want to control the data about you. They want to know who you are. They want to sell direct, I guess. They want to know yes. you, Anne. Yeah. That's why. Well, because, I want to know them. Because well, So you have to log in through PlayStation Network or through Xbox Live onto the Uplay servers separately. So you're logging in yeah. twice. EA do it with... Um, Origin. Origin. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Don't like it. Do not like Fair enough. Um, but <laughs> uh, the, what's the other odd thing about Watch Dogs that's been happening with it? I haven't seen any dogs yet. That's one. That's certainly odd. It's not the oddest thing, I think. It's that um, nobody has written about the current gen, if we call them current gen. It's also out on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, and nobody's written about it at all, have they? Oh, is there, have you heard any? Is that leading to something? Have you no, heard I haven't anything? heard anything. Okay. It's just it's just really odd. Do you I know have, something? Well, what I have know? read maybe somewhere some people uh, either on Twitter said that the current versions were a bit uh, not very good okay, or like breaking down or something. As in, do you think they've been silenced? I could be, or maybe I've misread that on Twitter. I'm just trying to protect myself here, but. 
I don't know. Listen, what, George, what, I d- sorry, go sorry, I was going to say, what sometimes seems to be happening now with uh, these kind of cross-generational games is that journalists are only given the next-generation versions, and they're given those early, and they, they write their reports based on next-gen versions, so they're not actually seeing the current-gen versions, and that's why there's not that much writing about them, and they kind of pop onto the shelves and go, so surprise, what, we're so, not very good. So what you're saying is that journalists only write about what you give them. Oh, I cannot. I cannot confirm. Well, actually, no. That, that's well, we haven't because we haven't handed in our watchdogs with you yet okay. because we are trying different versions, and it's yeah. probably going to take us the rest of the year. And that's why <laughs> we. I keep. We. Keep, I always get emails from worried PR people saying, "Where's the review of our game?" Well, we have to play it at home. Don't play by their rules. Exactly. Uh, however, I have decided now that I'm going to play, uh, buy current gen versions yeah. of even though I have next-generation consoles as well, because it's like with SD and HD at the moment. I can't tell the difference at the moment because my TV's so rubbish. Right. I, You're a game developer, George. You should be on the surfing the cutting exactly. edge. Yeah, but not not with TVs, I don't think. That's where it stops with me. So I was, I was tempted to buy the... 360. Then what stopped you? Well, because the the uh, the Xbox One version which I got was two quid more, and was like, well, two quid more for it's more like, graphics. Yeah, it's like for being all next gen. Two two quid for next gen. I'll have that. I like the way you're excitedly rubbing your trousers <laughs> as you said next gen. Then like some <laughs> yeah. sort of next gen perv. <laughs> going to be a new series in the Battlefield franchise and this time it's Hardline. Following a leak, EA this week confirmed that Battlefield Hardline will be developed by Visceral Games and will launch in the autumn. The game will be cops versus criminals in a war on crime and you'd better believe it's going to have guns in it. Jordan Sparks may have asked why does love always feel like a battlefield? Well Jordan, it's because love, like a battlefield, is Hardline. Never going to play it. No, me neither. Um, Apparently it was a genuine leak. Right, it was genuinely okay. accidental. Really? Yeah. What I heard is that um, apparently this sort of thing happens quite a lot with EA, and there is a disgruntled employee within the business. Interesting. But <laughs> shall we leak I, them? That sounds like a good game. You have to find the disgruntled employee yeah. and kill them. That sounds like a great job title. <laughs> they should put that as a job title. We want to hire a disgruntled employee. At least you know who it is. <laughs> exactly. A de-leaker. What's, uh, what's interesting about this is that they seem to have moved uh, the battle, uh, no pun intended, away from Call of Duty this year, don't they? They've said, well, we're not sure it's still it's a gun, shooty, bang, bang uh, game, but uh, it's going to be cops and robbers. And, and, and cars. I saw some guns, definitely. Okay. And was it, but it's different setting, right, is the point. Different guns. Do you different just say guns. cars, cops, and guns? That sounds strangely familiar to <laughs> other games. <laughs> but isn't isn't Call of Duty moving in a different direction as well? It's Only going all slightly. Fu- futuristic. It's, it's getting hover dogs yeah. yeah, and <laughs> something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so they're both trying to separate themselves because, you know, they don't want to fight each other. They're peace-loving people, aren't they? The Call of Duty and they can't connect through you play. There's definitely there's (laughs) there's two things going on. One is that one is that the military FPS is massively saturated, and the and the sales are going down across the board. And the other thing is, yeah, yeah, you cannot. It's, it's, it's pointless. They found out going against Call of Duty. They tried it with Medal of Honor, and Medal of Honor died a horrible death. And they've decided, well, let's do something else instead. Wow, cops and robbers. That's never been done. We'll, we'll, we'll try that. So it looks like Payday crossed with. Uh, burnout. It's got because it's got it's got different teams working on different elements of it, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, as usual with Battlefield, there's a kind of em- it seems there's an emphasis on vehicles. So you'll be able to drive police motorcycles and cop cars and and yeah, that, so yeah, there is a distinct driving element to it. Do you know what that is as well? It's because for those people who are not good enough to survive for two minutes because they 
die within 30 seconds. They need some other things they can look at and have fun Tell with. Tell you what, George, you take care of the shooting. I'll sit outside in, in the... <laughs> I'll keep the motor running. Yeah? Exactly. That'd be brilliant if they had a stakeout mode. We just sat in the car for 10 hours eating burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Like Anton Deck, Oculus and Samsung have realised they are more powerful when they work as a team. According to a report by Engadget, the two companies are going to offer each other advice on their own virtual reality headsets, with the understanding that Samsung's commercial offering will come out first, while Oculus's higher-spec, game-specific he- headset will come out later. Unlike Anton Deck, however, the companies are not planning to release an infectious and cheeky chart-topping wrap together. How confident is the room in VR? Keith's uh, borrowing an Oculus tomorrow. That's how confident he is. Is your game <laughs> Oculus, Simon? Mine's not, no. Oh, could you make it? Well, I'd have to ask Samsung and Oculus for some help. <laughs> yeah. So, Keith, is uh, VR the future, or is this another passing fad? I think it's got more legs than uh, stereoscopic, stereoscopic 3D, which, what I, which did turn out to be a fad. How no many legs did that have? I think it only had one. <laughs> Right, okay, so that was hopping along. Yes, I think this may have two, maybe even three legs. Well, I think I think the difference... I think Are you sure depends. the third one's a leg, Keith? <laughs> we don't, I don't think we want to go there. Um, I know, I think, I think the, the, there is something interesting in virtual reality, and there is, a, there is a definite benefit, I think, to immersion within a, within a game world. It feels very different than just things appearing to stick out the front of your telly. So the fact that Sony have gotten bored with uh, Project Morpheus, and the that Oculus has gained so much support f- from from people, from developers, and it seems to be exciting people a lot. I think there is something in it. What I'm suspicious about is whether there's anything in mobile virtuality. Having a virtuality headset attached to your mobile phone sounds like a really silly idea. Because <laughs> if you know if you're if you're on the go, if you're on the move around, and you put your headset on, you can't see what's on around you. So it uh, sounds kind of dangerous. Isn't it going to? Uh, I thought it was going to use the um, front-facing uh, thingy. Camera. Camera. To be able to see what's going on around you. So it's kind of augmented. And is that yeah. insight? Yeah, uh, just some insight there. Wow. <laughs> is this new? Ansight. This is Ansight. new this season. Yeah, well done. I'm going to read a little bit further down the news story. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anne's news has jumped the shark. Yeah, it, uh, but it, there are quite a few people working on this sort of thing, apparently, aren't there? The idea that you'll slot a phone in front of your face. And... Can't I just put my phone in front of my face? That's you... what I do most of the time anyway. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Some sad news. Developer Mythic Entertainment has closed, EA said of the action. We are closing EA Mythic location in Fairfax, Virginia, as we concentrate mobile development in our other studio locations. We are working with all impacted employees to provide assistance in finding new opportunities either within EA or with other companies via an upcoming job fair. Also this week, Harmonix let 37 full-time employees go. The studio says the changes won't affect games currently in development. Good luck to all involved. Sad voice, Anne, wasn't it? Yes. That is quite sad. A sad voice, yeah. Serious. Wasn't um, the, the same statement by um, EA didn't seem quite as heartfelt. Why? Well, it was just very corporate, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, so we are closing them down and we're having a job fair. They've got a template for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's tough times, isn't it? It Not is. Good. But it always is tough, tough times. And that's because of the model of the games industry, which is find enough employees for a project and then desperately scramble at the end of the project's life to find another project to fit the talents and numbers of people at the studio. And it is not sustainable. It is not um, sustainable for a company, and I don't think it's sustainable for the industry. I think that's why you find, you know, it's part of the reason why you find a lot of the people who are leaving these big companies are going to go off and set up on their own, and they're going to keep as small studios 
three, four-person studios, and they're going to have better success as yeah. um, as that. I think, and more state, more stability as well. That is always the case where here, even in the UK, when all the companies sort of like close down that a lot of cool other companies grew up again from those you know but then those companies tend to make the same mistakes as their their fathers they grow they grow they grow because they get bigger offers of work for hire projects and oh my goodness we've got to take on another 20 people and suddenly their studios and then they're like okay we need to find another project and it's not a project they love but it'll keep them going for a while that goes on and on and on and then eventually vicious circle Mm. hmm it seems that there's been a lot of talk over the last few years, and Steve, you're in development, so you might know if this is actually happening or not. Um, I'm making a game as well. And you're making a game as well. <laughs> okay, well, you may be able to answer this as well. The, the, the games industry is going to move more towards the kind of movie industry model of having freelance professionals. They've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, exactly, but it doesn't seem to have, What happens is people don't seem to want to do that. They want to set up their own development studios and create everything about a game. And I've seen a couple of studios set up where they have said, well, we're just going to do art. or you know. So and that, the, the uh, Hollywood model is essentially everybody is freelance. And you you have cameramen who are freelance, and you have you, you know second unit directors who are freelance. I think there are problems. There are problems with that model too. Um, you find you know it's crazy. They they knock out sixty five movies, and one of them supports the other sixty four, and maybe that's a good way to live. It sounds quite scary, and I'm sure if you take someone from Hollywood, they say, yeah, our model's ruined. Doesn't work. You know, we need to look at the games industry. I think the reason the sort of slow growth um, happens, and and you end up with a sort of twenty five. 50 person company that can't sustain itself is because if you start off as a small studio and your first project's a success then you will find more work and the only way we know to grow we're taught that we need to be rich and we need to be millionaires and the way we achieve that is by hiring more people and making a bigger company and that's going to make us happy and it's not true actually the sort of happiness model is to keep on making things that you love and that means staying the same size and instead of working out how you can find a game to possibly fit the people you've had it is adopting some kind of model like the movie industry and saying okay we worked with these people for that last project that was great now we're going to move on to the next project and we need different people and that doesn't mean i hate you guys at all hiring people on a contract basis is you know a safer a safer model for the industry i think Makes sense. I mean, if you have people who want to work on a project, working on a project rather than they have to, or because they're just going to get the paycheck, then it helps the project as well. Mm-hmm. Simon, um, how have you been employing on no, your No, I'm going to keep the same size. Um, I'm going <laughs> to say I'm only going to work on things uh, I like. I don't like working on the thing I like on <laughs> because I can't get it working properly, but uh, we'll see. Finally, the World Cup is coming and we could not be more excited if Microsoft itself had created a new app to get people to watch the World Cup on their Xbox Ones. But oh my goodness, that's exactly what they've done. Brazil now includes a notification system for alerts when the game kicks off and goals are scored, a live social experience for when you're watching a game and real-time data for updated scores and statistics. Thanks to Sony's lack of enthusiasm about men kicking the balls, we were not able to do a brilliant joke about footballs coming home. Instead, have this one. <laughs> Looks like it's Xbox One, Sony nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Sony just realised that that thing that you use to watch your... Uh, to, to display your expo- uh, your computer and your video game experience can also show the football because it's on BBC One and ITV, so you don't need an app for it. Yeah, but does it have live Maybe. updates about when the... Yes, it thing? does, because it's showing you what's happening. And like, So you sort of realise what's happening. Things happen, and then it shows you them at the same time. 
but does it have a social, <laughs> a social experience? experience? It, it, it doesn't have a social experience. You can invite no. some friends round. Yeah. Or go to the pub. Or go to the pub and watch it, yeah. yeah. Is that a social experience? I mean, obviously, not? it's not a social experience in the, in the Microsoft sense, is it? No, no. Re- like, really not. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's the right party. They don't have parties, they have social experiences. I didn't uh, listen to that news story okay. at all, uh, because was really I, was, I was... Um, I was livid. Joke. Were you? I was angry about something. It reminded me of something that happened while we were off-season. Football? Furious. And it's football-related, yes, but it's also VG 24-7. Oh, those guys. What, what have they, they done now? I, I was so angry about this. It's EA-related as well. So can I segue into that? Yeah. Still in the news. Keep going. Yeah. Right, I think right. if you don't point it out, right. no one will notice. All right, good. Okay, so I got the new FIFA game. Oh, yeah. I like I like football games. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's good. You right. have to wow. get the right. right. sink a few beers. Yeah. You win the World Cup together, right? That's right. the first thing anyone does in any any football game ever. They create a character that looks like themselves. They try to find a haircut that looks like theirs. They can't find one. They give them an afro. And then they move on. I used EA's new sports technology to put myself in the game. In truth, it didn't look much like me. It looked like Eminem. Sunburnt Eminem. But I was happy with that. And I set about, you know, I was there with my friends. I was like, okay, now we've got Sunburnt Eminem and three of my friends. We're going to put them in the World Cup team. We're going to win it. No World Cup mode. Oh, for goodness oh, sake. For what? goodness sake. No World Cup mode. I was like, all right, well, we'll just win another trophy, whatever other trophies I have. Turns out, not just no World Cup mode, no offline local multiplayer co-op. There's no way of you entering a tournament with your friends to try and... All you can do is beat other teams in friendlies. It's ridiculous. Huh. Nonsense. No, like, There's no point if it's a friendly. I might as well. I might as well be playing the Mega Drive version. And indeed, that's what we did. Right. <laughs> like, cause, and that was more fun. So, fast forward a few weeks, yep. and I'm I'm browsing the internet. I, and, and, and by then, are you slightly calmer about this? A little this, bit still, calmer. Right, okay. bit, back of my head, right. still a bit angry about that. I'm I'm trying not to think about it. Lads. So, (laughs) so, see a a link on VG247. FIFA, EA, to give FIFA a new downloadable World Cup mode for free for PS4 and and Xbox One. And I was delighted. Couldn't believe it. Went through to the delighted VG247 article that was all like, guys, you won't believe how generous EA are. They're giving you all of the teams, all of the players' updates. You know, it's a free update. M&M in there. I would have, exactly. I would have paid for this. I was so excited. You know, and the headline, I think, was FIFA released World Cup mode for free. Went further down the page, mm. oh, no. and the last line in the piece was, "Unfortunately, you can only play friendly games." <gasps> what? That isn't the World Cup. It's not a new mode either. What? It's what? just the players and the teams. I was livid again, so angry that when Anne mentioned the World Cup, then I saw. Didn't they, did they bring out a World Cup game this year? Yeah, or they, not? they, they yes. are doing that yeah, for, the old, okay. for, yeah. the, for the old, for the for current the current generation, generation, not for the next gen. So. If you want, but that won't let you play the World Cup still, I'd imagine. <laughs> no, right. If you want a functional version of the World Cup, or indeed a functional football game to play with your friends, do not buy FIFA on next generation systems. Buy the last generation version instead. I, but, do you know? I am. Um, I know the executive producer of FIFA quite well. We, we, we did. Well, 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 He's yeah. friend of the show. Uh, exactly. oh, right. So why don't not, not anymore? I'm interviewing him next week at E3. Shall I put just this, shout at him? Shall yeah. I just? Or do you just want me to chat him? Because I was yeah. going to say I could put this to him and see what he says, or I could just. 
shout at him because I, I, I feel like I'm in a position the show. just walk in with <laughs> yeah. a tape of this set it down he thinks it's a dictaphone right it's not it's, it's a tape of me saying this and then just nod at him yeah mm. thanks Anne and then I'll press record obviously in front of him <laughs> and then wait one life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry Hello, I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The head of the FA, Federation of Archaeologists, is in trouble for alleged sexist comments he has made in emails. The person in question, Indiana Jones, forwarded a joke email containing the phrase Big Pyramid Shaped Breasted Broads to a lawyer friend that was subsequently leaked to the press. The email is believed to be referring to the famed female archaeologist Lara Croft, who managed to overcome sexism in the workplace to become an expert in her field. In his defence, Dr Jones said that not all of his emails contained sexist phrases. He also pointed out that when he went to Atlantis, you could complete it using himself and Sophia Hapgood, but only if you had tried the other two paths first and didn't have anything better to do. Thanks and back to your usual programming. listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a radio show about video games, and I've calmed down a bit now. Good news. Ben um, Borthwick writes, he's listening live, thanks for listening live, Ben. He says that IGN have written about the previous gen versions of Watchdog, Watchdog so... Well, at least someone's got their fingers on well, the Someone's pulse. got round to it ahead of The Guardian, haven't yeah. they? At least they have. Guardian. <laughs> Sorry, George. And what did IGN say? Uh, ben doesn't tell us. Okay, maybe 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 he, maybe he doesn't want us, he doesn't want to steal their clicks, does he? Ah, good point. So, um, you know, thanks for that. Um, how's it going, Steve? Do you think easing our way back into it? Yeah, I think are it's we going to do the first proper show next week? I think it's going okay. Well, this this is show. What are we calling the show zero? Well, again? I was just wondering, given that there have been a few mistakes, haven't there? Hey, mistakes. hey, no I mistakes. don't know. I'm I'm listening to the podcast version, and there've been no <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> She listen live seven o'clock Monday evenings. Resonance FM one hundred four point four FM or resonancefm.com. The best radio station in the world. Two people who've taken that advice literally, 
and our listening live is uh, George and Keith. Hello. 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 Thanks for coming back, boys. Thanks Thanks for having us. It's nice to see you. Uh, Well, it's good, actually, because we don't need to worry about whether you're going to be any good, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We are as average as ever. Yeah. And actually, George, you invited yourself on, didn't you? uh, When you popped in to the last show, I was surprised to see you walking up the the, uh, residence stairs. Steve said, George, please pop by because I need your moral support. And I said, yes, I'll do that it's great I mean and is that a that service that you offer it doesn't sound like me right, like, doesn't, does it? first I don't say please George <laughs> that's true you well, said Steve, do come Steve to the show Steve doesn't say moral so the reason moral. I need your love is what he said George, he doesn't stop. know love barely oh. interested in seeing you so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know George this story is falling apart yeah the reason that both yeah. of you so you started telling us about uh, Radius Festival and we said no no no, no, no. this no. isn't your time come, but, back, oh, yeah. come back and tell us now you want to know now we want to know tell us all about it so, Radius Festival is a video games festival that was that is the success of last year's E2 festival. Why aren't you calling it E2? Or the sequel, you could call it E3. Well, whoa, <laughs> whoa. So because so last year, the, probably it's best to start with last year because how did it come about? How, tell us how it came about last so year. So it was because Keith was. Um, annoyed that he couldn't go to E3. No, no, I wasn't annoyed. I was kind of relieved. Well, I was. Kind of, no, you weren't. You said way. you said you tweeted. Oh, I can't go to E3. The In world, voice. the world's <laughs> so rubbish. <laughs> I tweeted, "Hey Keith, let's do our own thing," and he was like, "Okay." And then Jimmy from the loading bar went like, "Cool, come here and do it." And that afternoon, we we walked to the loading bar, looked around, and said. Yeah, you know, if you just get a um, couple of developers in and put a TV up here and stuff and live stream, that, that should work. It's like one of those children's television shows where they go, let's put the show on right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How well did you two know each other before then? Because you've become quite an industry double act, I think. Oh. But they're very much the two Ronnies. Right. <laughs> I, well, I knew of Keith. Of and, him. Of, yeah, and actually we had interaction before, email interaction, that interaction, is. Interaction, interaction. Yeah. And, and So you hadn't, but you hadn't had any social before. experiences? No, I, I'd interviewed you before for something else. So. Oh, yes, it did, for the Tech Week Pod- podcast. Podcast, yeah. that yeah. was what it was. So, so yeah, so we, yeah, in, a, in the space of three weeks, because I was sulking that I couldn't go to E3, <laughs> we managed to put off, we managed to get together an event at the loading bar and we in, we invited loads of developers to come and show off their indie games. We managed to get Sony and Sega and Ubisoft to support us. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. We had like 150 people a day coming in. You became more than ac- that. accidental TV, ho- TV show host. Yes, because yeah. in the evenings we did a kind of a live... Um, you, was it YouTube or YouTube? It, it was YouTube. I'm glad, Keith, that you remember all of this. It wasn't Uplay. It wasn't no. Uplay. <laughs> it um, no, it was, it was weird because we said, oh, we should probably talk about the E3, about E3 briefings and all these things as well. And maybe we should talk about all the games as well. Why don't we just do an evening show all four days? And why don't we make it like at least five? hours long because that sounds that was easy you that said that. start small and um, well I wanted to go 24-7 remember oh, yeah, I was okay. like 24-7 you said why don't we do just evenings like, okay let's do that and then and then we said we should make it look like breakfast TV that was the other thing breakfast TV and then so we suddenly had like a proper TV crew with vision mixers and five cameras and stuff and and then I remember the before the first show t- started half an hour I didn't even know what a running order was right <laughs> So that and then and the best thing was like a day before we 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 te- a day before I said oh is the internet pipe bandwidth big enough to do that whole internet streaming thing and BT said 
No. We used to have running orders. So We've sort of moved past that. Yeah, yeah but um, <laughs> it was a post-running order. It was the, as the director tried to explain to me like 15 minutes before the show, like, how do I know when to, you know, play the next clip and stuff and what to do? And I'm like, I, I, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I think we very quickly, we sort of like well. learned. Yeah, it it went went really well. Well. yeah, I got through it just by drinking heavily. And sleeping and sleeping there I as well. I slept in the you? bar every night, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this year, tell us about this year. Well, this year, yeah, this year is kind of, it's scaled, it's scaled up because we've started planning it six weeks before rather than three Congratulations. weeks before. Yeah, so we still, we haven't got the venue finalised yet, but we've already, we've, um, we've announced it, we've asked for developers and how many submissions have we had? So so, as of today, we've over 65 submissions open games, That's which is a lot more than we had last year. And I, I, so, it's not happening at E3? not happening during E3? No, right? I've got to go to E3 this year. So, let me explain how the format... How, Please let me do. explain that the structure. That was sort of the point so, of you being okay, here. Okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So, this is going to happen. There's going to be uh, actually uh, two events, at least. So, because it's a festival. Okay. Yeah. Because one Makes wasn't sense. enough. Because one wasn't enough. Exactly. If, if I can't have 24-hour streaming, I have two events. So we, st- uh, we still want to do the sort of like the, the watching the media briefings together and drink because that was fun. Yeah, because the first night of E3, basically the first day of E3, it's all companies like Sony and um, um, EA and Ubisoft showing off all their games. And so and that's all live streamed, so you can watch it live. So, so yeah, we're going to do an event on that night, but I yeah. won't be there. Yeah, so that's called E3 load. Uh, it's called not E. That's Radius Loading okay. at the Loading Bar. And starts from uh, 3 or 4 p.m. Next Monday. And next Monday. Do you have a hashtag for it yet? Uh, Hashtag Raiders Loading. Okay. Really? I mean, that's quite long. Not second Monday. Okay. It's Monday. And why don't you do the hashtag? Why don't you come up right now? Like, I'm going to have to ask for a fee if I'm going to be your social media manager. Good. Good. Okay. (laughs) You you can have one. So what you're saying though is, is, it, you, is it, uh, it sounds like it sounds to me that you're going head to head with us next Monday. No, we're not because mm. but you're on at the same time. Mm. No. Uh, what, yeah. What why? time does it start? Four o'clock. Well, you just said. Does it go yeah. through seven p.m.? Hang on a minute. Seven. Isn't that a no, no, no? Because at seven p.m. Surely you're there's stop. one of the conferences on. So actually, no, Microsoft will pause for an hour. Oh, whilst yeah. we're piped well, in. Well, that's good, because Xbox we're going to pipe pause. into you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if, you, if there's one of the conferences going on, that means you said you want to get together with people and drink and watch the conferences. I, yeah, I will drink. Rather than drink and listen to One Life Left, which is what all the good people will be doing. Well, I will drink with you as well, because... No, you won't drink with because, us, because we're well, in a studio. We have to do this. We're you not can't do that. Sign on the, that's against exactly, broadcasting regulations. Anyway, so 9th and the 10th, Raiders Loading. That's sort of like the, the, the E3 media briefings party. Uh-huh. And uh, goes on all night, I think. And then a week later, 19th, 20th and 21st, so Thursday to Saturday, Why we have you, the you radio exhibition. Oh, but you've moved directly up against our karaoke. Well, no, we talked about this last week. So I think you'll find we'll have fun together. OK. Because what, the hap- what happens during these three days, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, the week after these three years... Daytime, we'll have an exhibition, games exhibition, like last year, where we showcase an amazing array of games. And in the evening, we also have our live stream show, where we will also be, you know, connecting and Skyping up to other <laughs> we're events. We're only teaching plenty yours. of room no, for everybody to have a good time. So also, you were... By the way, you were on the show last year. When you say on, you, you mean we made it? You made an hour yeah, of it. Are you going to do an hour this year? I don't know, I haven't been asked yet. Yeah. Will you do an hour this year? We, we, we can't do Thursday because we're busy. Yes, it is an invitation. Can you do it on Thursday? Hashtag Thursday. Hashtag Maybe. Um, Friday or Saturday? Friday. Why not? They we don't, don't want to do, do Thursday because apparently they didn't go okay. Oh, let's have a look here. 
Just let me check my So diary. I just let me do it. So 19th to the 21st of June. Oh, so 19th, actually 20, going away 21st. on the day. Yeah. Well, that's July. That's fine. I'm not going away. June. Uh, of June. Yes. 19th. 19th. 20th. Yeah. I can so 19th, do. I've got karaoke on the Thursday. I see, I see yeah, Cash is yeah. on holiday yeah. at work, and so, so Dan so. is on holiday. I've got book club on so the Saturday. 19th. 19th is Thursday. But it's fine because you know you don't have to be there. You can live stream watch. You can watch yes, the live stream. Should I live stream my book club? Got a conference call with yes, Google on the. Why don't you come on and talk about your book club? Glamorgan away in the NatWest 2020 blast. You don't have that many appointments Steve that's impossible we will definitely do something and we of really course. enjoyed it last year um, it was our first time we did TV like was that wasn't so it drunk. we should we should <laughs> we should release that video though shouldn't we we shouldn't no um, so during the day uh, P- P- so you're so that's um, we're at Loading Bar so where are you you're in the centre of town obviously we're in the we're so in the okay East let End. me let me let me let me um, let me uh, so we're still the trying to get our dream venue for the daytime thing so we're still working on that okay. we've, we've got on hold what's just, your dream venue our dream venue is about 30 seconds from Leicester Square opposite, oh. opposite is it the Odeon five, no it's opposite Five Guys but it's a really nice it's a space. Rhino <laughs> oh. that's, that's the we're other doing, end we're going the very top, top end of top no, it's, right. it's, it's an amazing no it's, it's, a, it's an event space it's really really nice is it the M&M so and Rhino it's not no no three floors one confectionery and so the idea is that, uh, is that uh, people will rock up and you'll be playing new games? Yes, yeah. that's the idea. It's exactly the same as last year. So you just come in, it's free to attend, come in, play loads of games, meet loads of developers, have a lovely time, and then if you like, you can stay for the evening show, where we, which we will be broadcasting live over Twitch. Or yeah, something. and we're definitely going to do it, and uh, we're just hoping that we can get our dream location, that we get en- enough support. So oh, sure support. you will, won't you? What, who's, who's, not, who's not supporting you? We need, more, a, we need more sponsors. Do you? Yeah. What so, sort of things are you offering for sponsors? Well, look, sponsors, they get mentions on the show. They, they can come on the show. If they Insert want. your name here. Insert. Literally. They yeah. can have here. sponsor. Na- yeah, they can have like we'll a logo give them a shout everywhere. Out. We'll, Le- we'll logo everywhere on the show. We everywhere. have lo- they can have They can have a lots stand. Of ga- lots of coverage. We if had they- loads of game journalists there last year. Guardian, obviously, supporting it. So And. Uh, exactly so there's loads of opportunities there's a whole if you really want uh, if you want to know more I've got a whole sponsorship package right Give them we the web, what's the website yeah so, so where can people follow uh, where, where will they where will we see the announcements www.radiusfestival.com or follow us at at radiusfestival Great. Well, it was tremendous fun last year, and I think what you guys did in such a short space of time was hugely impressive. Um, now you've had more time. We are expecting <laughs> yeah. big things. Uh-oh. And it's great to see it Uh-oh. improving, and who knows where it'll take you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we will help as much as we can. Thank you very much. Thank Something you. very, very special happened this week. What? Dr. Avatar <gasps> became a doctor. A Wait, doctor. doctor. What's he been doing up until now? Then he's been. Does, it, oh, does this leave us open to litigation? He—he <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has actually qualified well this done, week. Adam. Uh, so well done, Adam. Um, here's his latest feature. You're needed in surgery. Dr. Avatar, operating room dictation on patient Zelda, comma, princess. Operative diagnosis, melanoma in situ of the right hand. Estimated blood loss, nil, OR time, six hours. 
Ms. Zelda was referred to our chemosurgical center from highly original after diagnosis of pathologically confirmed malignant melanoma. Due to its triangular shape, she ignored the lesion, believing it to be a divine gift. Local anesthetic was applied to the dorsal aspect of the patient's hand. Tumor was removed at an oblique angle in sequential layers, microscopically examined from margins. Given her regal insurance plan, Dr. Borville of plastic surgery completed the hand reconstruction. Ms. Zelda will be discharged from same-day surgery and is advised to discontinue attempting to tan in the Temple of Light. Given her Anglo-Saxon heritage and fair complexion, I would suggest she cover up for any future travels. Ending dictation for patient Zelda, comma, princess. Okay, it's time for our letters section. If you want to email us, by the way, get in touch by emailing team at onelifedeath.com. You can also send us postal mail to the address on the Residence FM website. Simon. Ben Hall writes, hello team, plus, uh, sorry, possibly plus multiple super special guests. Last week on Twitter, Keith Stewart was quite rightly upset about all the redundancies happening at Future Publishing. Brackets, future position is still open at OLL, he um, rather inappropriately adds. It's definitely bad when people in charge lose confidence in the talent of their workforce and just get rid of them. Too true. I also noticed that partway through last week, Keith Stewart decided to stop using the bespoke Twitter avatars that had been drawn for him by the excellent writer-artist Timothy Winchester and instead replaced it with a photo of him. No. Possibly a rare one of him wearing a shirt time jumper combo. If you see Keith at any point, could you ask him why he lost confidence in the, artist, in the artistic talent of his friend and just got rid of it? Keith? Cheerio, Ben. Yeah, do you, what was the story that I was writing about? Actually, it's quite dark. There's maybe quite dark. Basically, what happened was uh, I've gone back to using Timothy's. I noticed. Now. Although, actually, uh, a guy called Seb, who works in the Watchdog teams, has started like riffing on what Timothy's done. So I've now got two artists uh, vying for my what? profile. Profile. Artists, if you would like to draw <laughs> our avatars, we we would be happy to accept submissions. Team at OneLifeLeft.com. A guy called Seb, who works in the Watchdogs team, says Keith Stewart. Who was defending you play earlier? Interesting. <laughs> I wasn't defending it. I was, mu- I was, I was placing it in context in a, <laughs> in a very professional manner. Yeah, yeah, so balance everywhere. Definitely. Do you, um, we will be as balanced as anyone wants if anyone wants to draw us. Yeah. Do you want me to answer that yes, question? Please. Yes, please. <laughs> I changed it. We must stop interrupting you. Okay. No, I will tell you why. I changed it because I wrote a very, very serious story. And I thought that if I tweeted about this very, very serious story, if it had a stupid cartoon version of me next to it, it may somehow detract from the themes in the story. So I I changed it for like four hours. Very wise. I know it's Parkin. Simon Parkin doesn't uh, go to that sort of trouble. He writes about sad things, but it's just very sexy. Because he's using his LinkedIn photo. Have you seen his new thing? It's really nice, isn't it? Do you notice he never looks at the camera? He doesn't. Nobody can't. Because if he looks at he knows that we will be... He'll capture us. He's looking beyond. He looks beyond us, mere mortals. He's just thinking about our souls and our hearts. You see, I thought it was like some clever sort of negging uh, avatar technique that he's not going to look at you because there's someone more attractive and interesting just to the left that's of you. It. No, well, no exactly. we try harder. No, well, that, that's what he's done. In fact, what he's looking at when he's having that picture taken is a picture of himself, <laughs> which is in, and that's, that's the only one that's looking, looking so back so at him. Oh. So yeah, um. dear one life left and super special 
guests George and Keith. Uh, it's such a tremendous milestone that One Life Less has reached its 10th series and as I'm sure everyone knows, the number 10 is the letter X in Roman numerals. Ergo, I would like this season of One Life Left to be known as One Life Left X. Whoa. If that's okay with you guys. Wonderfully, the letter X can also be used to, den- to denote a kiss at the end of correspondence, which is lovely because then the show can look uh, can look like it's One Life Left Kiss. So to that end, I would like to ask everyone on the show this evening, which game does each person think could be improved by including a kiss button or other uh, otherwise ability to kiss, even if it would make the game illegal in Russia like the previous episode of One Life Left was? Much love, five kisses from Ben Balthick. Kiss button. Halo, Watch Dogs. Uh, heavy Rain, Push X to Kiss. Grand Theft Auto 5. In fact, I've written about why it should have kissing. Have you? Yeah. And what Halo, a version of Halo where Master Chief takes off his helmet at the end and it's Taylor Swift. What's the one where it's Dante and I get to kiss him? Um, Devil May Devil Kiss. Devil, yeah, Devil, Devil, Devil May Kiss. Perfect. Oh. Uh, do you guys have a letter? I've got one. Yeah, yeah. It's to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, From dear, George. Uh, yeah. Thanks, George. You could have just... Talk to me. No. Uh, okay, dear Keith. In a recent Guardian article, you talked of games that are reminiscent of the 1980s: Blue Skies, Freedom, Euromanticism. Initially, I thought Far Cry 3: Blood Dragon was similar to what you wanted, with its garish neon and lack of sensibilities. But on further reflection, I think Animal Crossing would be appropriate. Each day, you need to work on things and pay off your mortgage. You have many friends, but their key messages are what they own or what or what you own, encouraging you to work harder. There is little sense of society with public works being fun entirely by the player. Your incentive to keep playing is to own a better house with no other goal. Maggie would be proud. I'm sure Anne could recommend other games that feel like you go around in the 80s. Keep up the good work. And that's from Tim. Tim. Thanks, Tim. Tim, uh, you reminded me, actually, of something that I would like to mention to Keith. Um, So that piece came about... There was an actor recently that said that basically the films he makes essentially pay for his holiday. So he goes on a location and he uses that. Oh, well, when we make a film, I'll do it here. It struck me with that piece in particular that you'd watched something on on uh, uh, on television. You decided that you could then try and make that work for you and hand <laughs> and hand that in. <laughs> You handed in. You used your leisure time. So essentially, you were being paid to watch tele. It's what very what, clever. Yeah. What was the thought process behind that? And how can we copy? Exactly. It? Okay. <laughs> well, the thought process. You make it sound terribly cynical. No, I did very smart. Yes, that's well. No, I think uh, it was Pretty in Pink. So I watched Pretty in Pink on Netflix as a reward for spending the whole day transcribing interviews about artificial intelligence. <laughs> and as I was watching it, I thought, Wow, I'm watching this instead of maybe writing something else. Hang on a second. Uh, I can use this experience. But that's what you Great. Know, that's what, so that's that means you're going to do a feature on us then, are you, tomorrow? I, I, I may well do. <laughs> Don't want to waste this time. The, the thing is, I, you know, I, I write in a very experiential way. I like, to, I like to react to what's happening in real life rather than other people that just scan the internet for PR releases. <laughs> New games journalism has a lot <laughs> exactly. to answer for. It? It's Kieran Gillen's fault. He made me do it. <laughs> okay, uh, if you want to write to One Life Left, please do so. Team at onelifeleft.com. Uh, we will hear more from you next week.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Cubby and Polarity. Earlier you heard Zero by 2-3. Oh, no, sorry. Zero two three by Motion Light. Uh, they're both from chipmusic.org. We have loads and loads and loads of brilliant music to play today, but we're going to run out of time. Talking of which, I found another letter oh, yeah. to read. This is from Robert Wells. Oh, yeah. Weasel Spoon. Weasel Spoon. Weasel Spoon. Friend King. of the show, best friend of the show. Didn't we King entitle him a letter per show for the next season or something? <laughs> yeah. As part of his prize for donating a lot of money to Residence of M, which you can do by going to the Residence of M website. Anyway, Robert Wells writes Hello, beautiful people of One Life Left. And Aww. your delightful guests. Yeah, nice. This week, I have been mostly reading about fictional games. I've read Vaporware by Richard Dansky, where game devs are haunted by their recently cancelled project, and the excellent You by Austin Grossman, where game devs are haunted by their first ever game. What are your favourite books about the world of games? Pip Pip Roberts. I have read Vaporware as well, actually. I've read that book. Is it good? It was... That no is what you're saying. It, it was, sounds like no. I have to read it again. Okay. It was quite intense. Right. Uh, Christopher Brookmeyer did a book that was set in Game Worlds, which I thought was not very good. Right. It was boring. The problem is, as a game developer, if you read a book like that, which is so intensively about game development, specifically when a project that you know got cancelled haunts you, you that's a totally different dis- uh, perspective you have. Isn't it? Friend of the show and. One Life Left contributor, Jim Rossinol, he wrote This Gaming Life. Did, That's an he? excellent book. You should all read that. Um, I've not read any gaming fiction, I don't think. It's only half counts, but Microsurfs by Douglas. Oh, Kaplan that is amazing. Is Definitely counts. I think. What about Pooley's Pooley's works? Trigger Happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Trigger Happy 2.0. Very good. Both very good books. Both about the world of games, but not really about games, uh, game, gaming not. worlds. A bit like One Life Left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quite. Uh, sort of. Although we're less about games. More about Taylor Swift. <laughs> when is the One Life Left book coming out? Uh, we should do one for Christmas. Should we kickstart yeah, one? Yeah, let's kickstart kick a book. <laughs> oh, you should have an annual. Yeah, an annual. An annual. Let's do an annual. An unscantable <laughs> Yes. Yes. We okay. do need a project for this season. We do. Yeah, well, there we go. Doing a book. We well, just need a ghostwriter. Keith. Yeah, I'll do it. You're not up to much at the minute, are you? We could do some comic strips as well. Yeah, and photo oh. stories and yeah, puzzles. puzzles. Okay. We what could. Idea. We could. We just need an artist. What's that guy from Watch Dogs doing, Keith? Uh, I'll ask him. I'm sure. Or Timothy. Either one. Well, that Jamie would draw us, wouldn't he? No? Who knows? Who drew, who drew Kara in bed with Captain America oh, today? That was good. What, a develop- I that can't was good, was it? Yeah. Well, you liked, you liked well, seeing that, that did good. you? Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she get so much work? <laughs> she doesn't get more than Simon. <laughs> Imagine him sleeping with Captain America. Oh, it's just a moment of reflection. Oh, I've got to do the reviews. Oh. <laughs> this should have been parking time. So, this is the One Life Left reviews section. I've already sort of reviewed FIFA. I mean, despite all of that, it is a really, really solid football game. It's One's free like- now. Is it? It's free on PC. It's free. Oh, I want to play it on my PS4, though. On, on my PS4, it's definitely a solid 7 out of 10. Okay. What have you been playing, Simon? Uh, I finally got around to playing Monument Valley. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what do you think? It's pretty awful. I thought it really annoyed me. Really annoyed me. Well, first of all, I wondered what um, Phil Fish would make of this, (laughs) first of all. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it has some similarities, doesn't it? Mm. 
Um, and sure, it's undeniably pretty and it's atmospheric and all the rest of it, but I felt like that the way that it was structured, um, felt, it didn't feel rewarding to me because you have to sort of touch and manoeuvre stuff and just find out what it does and there's no... It's by trial and error rather than yeah. actually sort of solving stuff. And, yeah, it just didn't grab me. And then I got annoyed by everybody saying that it was must-buy and it would cost me £2.50. I thought it, it was... Like, it was nice. It Like, it's nice, but it's not like, whoa. I felt like it was meant to make me feel something and I didn't. Yeah, well, how far did you get? To the end. I, did, I couldn't even get that far. Honestly, I just... I just... I just... Yeah, I, I think I was, I was more annoyed at the reaction to it than I was the game specifically. I didn't feel like I was having fun... Oh. Particularly. Did the hype ruin your experience? Did yeah, but I mean, you were quite, you were quite reasonable. What did you, what, what, what did you give it? I never reviewed it on the show. Oh, okay. It was when we were off air. Private review. Private review. <laughs> uh, this is interesting. Seven out of really, ten. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what yeah, I was leaning yeah. towards. It's pretty and yeah, it's good for the for the medium, but it didn't grab me. Seven out of ten. Fair enough. Uh, and. Well, I've been playing Puppeteer on PS3, and it was uh, one of the uh, PlayStation Pluses, Plus. yeah. but I guess that must be coming to an end soon. No? No? Okay. Well, so you can grab it until uh, this week. Okay. Grab it Wednesday. Yeah, we'll do, because it's really pretty, and it's cute, and it's fun, and the uh, game mechanics in it are nice, but... I don't know, it just didn't, like, it didn't really seem to click with me. I really enjoyed the cutscenes, which there was quite a lot of, and the voice acting was really, really good. And I really liked the setup. So, okay, so you are a little puppet boy who's trapped on the moon, and you've got to go and try and save something. I don't really get that bit. Uh, and it's set in, like, a theatre, and you have to find heads, because you don't have a head. But then your heads keep falling off, and you, if you lose your head, then you die, or you have to put another head back on. Um, and you have a flying cat that changes into something else. And it's nice and it's fun, but the he- Yeah. Do you know where I was first time I played that? Where? I was at E2 loading. Oh, It was one of your you? games there last year, wasn't oh, it? Was, it yeah. was, yeah. I remember that first time I played it. I only played it briefly there. I thought it was... Really, I thought it was yeah, it's nice. It's really pretty. I just... Perfect I, PlayStation Plus game, isn't it? Yeah. Don't you think in the... Yeah, because I felt like, oh, this is a good free game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good free game. Yeah, I would have maybe paid £5 for it. Okay. Maybe seven. I bet the, two, the uh, guys that made it were overjoyed with that. Yeah. But I did like it. Just, I don't know, something about it didn't really click for me. It felt like there should have been the, a little bit more to what you could have done with stuff. I wanted the heads to do more stuff. So what score would you give it? I would probably just give it seven out of ten. George. Yes. So I've been playing Watch Dogs. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, yeah, I have. How? And uh, Watch Dogs is... You know, what have you been playing it on? Oh, I've played. Oh, I have to say that as well. Xbox One. Okay, good. Xbox One. So next gen title on the next gen console. And I was reading on the internet that that's only that it's only in nine twenty p. I, I <laughs> my my TV is about fourteen pixels, okay. so it's fine. Doesn't matter in our mark scheme, George. Nine twenty p gets a mark subtracted. Okay, good. Yeah, that might be. Well, and I re- I am actually enjoying it so far. It's kind of like a mix of open world and hacking and and trying to, you know, dis- discover the story that comes with this uh, hacker guy. But it's uh, it's always so very Ubisoft. You know, Ubisoft All games, of their games are merging Ubisoft. into one. And I think that's yeah. good in some sense. I liked what they did with Splinter Cell. Uh, so it's clear that they shared some technologies. Um, but they... they 
they are beginning to have a very definite sort of feel to them, it's, aren't it's they? It's like an adjective. It's Ubisoft. Well, <laughs> how, how do you like this game? Yeah, it's Ubisoft. Do you have to um, follow people around without getting too close? Yes. Okay, that's that's a very Assassin's Creed, isn't you it? You have to go high up on a... On a, on a structure, yeah. yes, yes. I think what I think somewhere they've got this official uh, Ubisoft rulebook, and it all there says all like these things go high up on a structure on every game. Does it have daily challenges? I think it does, yeah. It does have an interesting multiplayer mode, doesn't it? It does with online contracts, and I think you can sort of like look into somebody else's game. I haven't tried that yet because I don't do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're not nosy, George, are you? But I like it so far. I okay. think it's, it's great. It's a good sort of like open big story game. I'm looking forward to hacking. A lot of hacking and hacking. What's going to you? Um, well, because of what Steve said, so I'm not done. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yes, I have been playing. Um, I haven't been playing that much recently, but what I have been playing was Major League Baseball or MLB The Show 2014 14. on Vita. Best-selling game in America. Yes, currently, it's incredible. It? And I've, I don't know much about baseball. I went to see it last year. I went to see the, the Seattle team play. Are they, is it Sounders? I've no Could idea. Be, I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. So, but I, it was one of those sports where I was never really interested until I saw it. And when I saw it, and I was there, it was kind of, kind of exciting. I really like the atmosphere. It's very different from uh, what going to see. A British sporting event um, so I thought I'll give this a go because uh, my friend Ben Wilson who was a uh, editor of official PlayStation magazine always raved about this game so it's the best sports game ever made so uh, I've got it on Vita and it is in fact a, a, you know a really intuitive really um really nice kind of introduction to the complexities of, of, of this bewildering sport. Uh, it's very easy to get into. You can very you can very easily click through all the enormous amounts of uh, options it gives you and so sort of batting style, uh, pitching style, all of that sort of thing. So it, I found, yeah, I've, I've been really, really enjoying it. It's taught me a little bit about baseball, um, but not too much that I've been staggered and, and, and confused by everything. Uh, it's re- it, uh, it just feels really nice. And every input that I have into the game makes seems to make sense in what comes out. Like, I'm not confused. Why did that Why did that ball go out? Or why did he catch that? Or why wasn't that a point? It's it's very clear. And, Does that uh, have any real-world integration? The uh, the 2K one used to uh, astonish me. You'd load it up and it would tell you what had happened to the teams yesterday yes. in real life. And yeah, I thought that I, was brilliant. I don't think there's as much of that. It's not as integrated into the real sport as the, as the, as the major console versions. Okay. But, um, uh, but yeah, it's still... I mean, it's got all... It's got everything you'd expect all the teams all the all the franchises everything let's go blue jays yes i presume that <laughs> a, is a team is a team i've not played them yet <laughs> what would you give it keith i'm gonna i'm gonna give it's so intuitive it's taught me so much about this sport i'm gonna give it seven out of ten fair enough i was gonna review transistor as well oh yeah but we're out of time save it for next week, week so I have to crikey what a packed week. show what a packed show but, uh, George and Keith thank you so much for coming in no thank, thank you. you no thank you. no thank you we're here a week um, every week not all week thankfully um, <laughs> so just remind us where we can follow you www.radiusfestival.com or at Radius Festival excellent we look forward to finding out where you're going to hold it what's going to be there and finding out what we're doing there <laughs> You will. Uh, Keith, have a good E3, won't you? What are you looking forward to, briefly? I'm looking forward to getting home from E3. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. uh, Well, come back and tell us all about it at some point. Um, Have we got any other business, Steve? Any other business? You need to reserve June the 19th for the Yeah, we haven't really talked about the uh, third stay. Hashtag third stay. That's like third and Thursday combined into a hashtag because we have a good social media marketing manager 
who is available for a fee. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to be doing karaoke that day, video game karaoke at the Loading Bar. It's free to turn up. There's also going to be some VR stuff going on in the basement while you're there. And you can find out whether that really is the future and how many legs it has. Keith suspects three. <laughs> Thank you all for listening Thank so you. much. Uh, we've been One Life Left, and we will be back next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.